Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back after a two-week hi- well, hiatus. Well, hiatus. I don't think that's the right word. Who do you word. think we are? But, you know, it, it's been a while. Obviously, we had the international break. I'm your host, Dan. Joining me, as always, as every week since day one, Natalie Webb. Hello, how are you doing? Fine, thanks. Cool, that's good to know. Um, the international break is still on. Yeah, it's nearly finished. When are England on? Tonight? Uh, England are on tomorrow. Oh. So we, we do get to watch that match. Well, I'm not going to see Fortunately, it. but we're not going to be able to comment on it because we don't really know what happened unless we just guess. <laughs> Spitball. Nick, Nick Pope saves a penalty. No, Nick Pope won't play. It'll be Butland. It's got to be Butland and he's no, got to be... It's going to be Pickford, obviously. Nah. Well, anyway, we did get to see England win the other day, which was nice. A nice, uh, a nice change. Yeah. And I, you know, if I'm being honest, I did actually quite like having the week off and not having to stress about my fantasy team. And England are going to win the World Cup, so and I can... Exactly. Good old Jesse Lingard. That's mm-hmm. why I've got him in my team. Anyway, we did have... We're fresh off the back of, what, game week 31? The free hit week? Yes. As, as uh, was our want. And we did quite well out of it, I think, right? Yeah. I don't have my team up, which is really helpful, isn't it? That's a good thing I have mine up, so I can just jump right in, eh? It's fantasy football podcast. So we were, just to to preface this briefly, we were pretty big advocates of the free hit. And I'm starting to see why people were thinking about saving it for 35 now. I think we fucked up. No, I think I fucked up. Okay. I would have rather triple captained. Yeah, and so that is in hindsight. That is kind of the thing that I think a lot of people are walking away being like, "Oh, yeah, I should have triple captain because, without a doubt, this would have been the best use of triple captain all season because yeah. it's the highest score." But I'm kind of, and I, I don't know how the maths kind of pan out on this, but for me, it was. I don't think I was gonna look at that game and be like, "This is definitely the game I want to triple captain Salah in." Yeah. Um, when he did keep scoring, it was kind of kind of shocking, kind of amazing. Um, but it's still... I mean, I finished on 112 points. I think you were 115, right? Correct. And if, if you shake it down this way, so what, he got 29 points. You could have had... What's 29 times three? 87. 87. You could have had 87 points and we finished with 112, 115. That, to me, I, I wouldn't have got that if I didn't have... The rest of... I mean, I did, I did have Van Dyke already, so that would have been, what, an extra six, and I did have Sacco. That would have been it. I would have had three players But you would have planned differently, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the only way I would have gone triple captain was if I was planning well in advance, but I just don't think... It seemed like such an obvious week to do something else on yeah. that you never would have been like, oh, this is the, the one to, free, uh, to triple captain. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think ultimately, you know, I... Got a good score out of it. Got a good rank boost. So last time I was, I think, 1.2 million. Now it's 700k. So oh, that's that, all right. That's a nice little jump. Oh. Hopefully it's not just a, a short-lived thing. But I was pretty happy the the, the Crystal Palace shout came off. So I had Van Aanhout and Sacco. I was... I did keep having dreams. So this is really weird. I haven't told you about this. I kept having dreams about Tompkins. <laughs> and, like, him scoring loads of goals. But, like, this was, like, weeks before as well. Weeks before the, the free hit thing. That's so weird. I just... Because I think he scored, like, a few weeks before. And I just kept having these weird dreams of, about, like, Tomkins scoring. And you didn't get him in. Me, like, not having certain players that were scoring millions of goals. And I, I just assumed I was thinking about Fantasy League way too much. But I was between Van Aanholt and Tomkins for my second Palace defender. Mm. 
I got seven points from Van Armholt, yeah. so I can't really complain. Right. But that was a bit gutting. Um, and yeah, obviously Stanislas paid off. Tosun was the other one Tosun, who I... Matt. So I looked at my team um, maybe at like 60, 70 minutes. Yeah. And was just, I said to my friend, I was just like, oh, we've done this thing this week where you just change your whole team for lols, whatever. Like, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. But God... Why has no one scored a goal? <laughs> like, it, it was at the point where everything was 1-0 the wrong way. Yeah. Like I'd said yeah. in, the last, in the last episode, I was like, the worst would be a 1-0 yeah. every, like, the wrong way in all of the games. And that was what this was shaping up to be. And I was like, how? How has this happened? <laughs> and then there he was. Cenk went and did the business. Yeah. It, it, was, it was quite brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, I, that was kind of... I was looking at it and I was like, oh, thank goodness Everton haven't scored because for me, I I dropped him like on the, I think it was actually the morning of the game week. Um, I was just, I woke up and I was like, I don't, I don't believe in, in the man Jenk. I don't believe in Everton. So I dropped him for, who was it? It was, must've been Mounier, the last minute, or it might've been King. The King did get an assist in the end, which was nice. And Stanislas, after about 53 kicks, finally managed to score one as well. I thought that was... It was good. How they presented it in the highlights was just him having free kick after free kick. And they were all really good. Yeah. And... Like finally one went in. That finally one went in. And it was like almost a, a hero's journey of just... He kept working. He kept plugging away. And he finally got there. Yeah. But yeah, like, I could not complain with that score. Robertson got the, uh, the assist and, yeah. and some bonus and the clean sheet. So... All in all, a very successful week. Yeah. I... And, and before I finish, Lassell, he did have a chance to save a penalty. Because that was one of the things I said on the previous yeah. podcast. It was like, he'll probably face a penalty or something. Yeah, I saw he, he didn't save it. But he, he had an all right game. Go yeah. on, you were saying. Um, that last week I was, what, in the top 45,000 worldwide? Yeah. I'm now 18,000th and 68th. Oh my goodness. That's... On the whole entire planet. And you you really have your... I think you have your own sort of strategy. And it's really paying off. I mean, I don't know what it is exactly. Just, just do the business. Um, last sort of thing on the, the free hit. So we don't really... I don't think we really know how successful it has been or will be until we get past sort of game week 35. But the one thing that was beneficial to me in particular, I think, was that I didn't have a load of shitty players in my team in the build-up to week 31. And that was kind of... Uh, that's yeah, what guess, yeah. what justifies it for me is that I wasn't playing around getting, like, Walcott and Tosin and players that I didn't know were going to come good, like, way, way before. Yeah. Or, or players... Sorry, players that I wasn't sure about and yeah. then being, being guided about it. But we will see because there's going to be a lot of managers playing it in week 35. And mm. as I said earlier, I, d- I do kind of see the logic in that now because... I was under the assumption that these double game weeks or this double game week that has just been announced was going to feature Arsenal and City and Swansea. But it makes sense the way they've done it though, doesn't it? In what way? So that, uh, with two exceptions, no team has a double in 34 and also plays in 35. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. That makes logical sense. That makes game sense. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. No, and that was why I, I... So... I don't think either of us have wildcarded, have we? No. Yeah. So I I think I was in the last podcast I was talking as if these were confirmed. Like yeah. although they hadn't been, I can't remember if I, I said at any point, like, don't do it yet, wait until they're confirmed. But remember. 
But it was one of those things where I was thinking that I'm not going to wildcard until I hear confirmation, just because, like, you cannot trust anything until it's set in stone, until they've announced it. And it was kind of this, this thing where... I thought they're gonna they're gonna fuck us somehow. They're gonna do something, and I'm gonna be not mad, but just Upset. a little bit like oh, I'm oh. gonna have to think now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to plan it, and that's exactly what they've done. So, in case you missed it, they announced the double game week, and it features was it Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, and Leicester, and and Burnley. They're basically the teams that I like in it. So the the Arsenal hype. And the Man City hype that I was getting on the Swansea boys, gone. Because we're going to look at a preview now of basically 32 and onwards, right? Yeah, well, yeah, the next four game weeks. Yeah. Take it away. Thanks. What follows from here on in in this podcast works for if you have played your free hit, if you haven't played your free hit, if you're going to play your free hit, if you're currently in your wildcard, if you're not currently in your wildcard, whatever. This, generally, I think this plan will work for everyone. In different ways. Hmm. Dan is nodding, but also he's just taken a massive token, a, ma- a massive gulp of water. Um, so personally, I'd rather field a good team in game week thirty-five um, than worrying about players who have two games in game week thirty-four. Like to get everything in would be good, but it's not realistic, and so this is my situation. So I'm not necessarily worrying about thirty-four, hmm. and that's where. I, I think that makes sense because you have a situation where you can stack up on players who are going to have two games in that game week. Yeah. So the way I'd look at it here is the bonus that you get is either the captaincy or if you play the bench boost yeah. in this double game week. The bench boost doesn't look quite so appetising when you consider the fixtures. No. And you, if you're doing it for captaincy... Well, why not just get one player who you want yeah, to be the captain exactly, and have a full playing team? I think is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I've split all of the teams into five different like categories okay. based on their fixtures, who they play, and how many times they play. Yeah, and also general form. Yeah. Okay. First up, fill them up. Fill them up. <laughs> fill them up. What should I pour out? That was the yes. Thanks. Um. So. These are teams where I think you should probably be looking at at least two players from. Okay. Burnley are the only team to have <laughs> two games in Game Week 34 and also play in Game Week 35. Yeah. The only team. There is no other team that has this. Yeah. Therefore, get them all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would say it's there's no there's absolutely no harm in having three players from Burnley mm. at this point. Yeah. Because the fixtures are also not terrible. So West Brom away, Watford away, Leicester at home, Chelsea at home. That's the double, Leicester and Chelsea. And then Stoke away. Hmm. Chill. Everything is so chill. Buy them all. I mean, I I can see, looking at those fixtures, I can see at least three clean, clean sheets out of five. You, obviously, you're never guaranteed of this sort of thing, right? So that your mileage may vary on whether you think, oh, I'm going to get three defenders in or I'm going to yeah. get one defender in. But, like, Pope is obviously an excellent, excellent option for that because of the added bonus of save points. Yes. So Pope is, like, a given. Um, if you're worried about Heaton coming back, Dan can tell you that it's not going to happen. Yeah, let's do a quick quick recap on this. I've probably said it before. But I, I keep seeing a lot of talk about Heaton going, uh, basically replacing Pope. And the stat 
we mentioned last week was that he hasn't made any errors leading to goals all season and he has one of the highest save percentages in the league. So I just think if you think that Dyche is about to drop him just because Heaton's the main man, that that doesn't really make any sense if you consider the way that Dyche treated Barsley, for example, where he kept him in the team, even though Lowton's probably a better player overall. He kept him in the team while he was in form. And it was only when he started to kind of drop a little bit that he actually took him out. You look at the way he's been playing, it'd have to take a pretty scathing manager to drop him for that. Uh-huh. And also, that reportedly, they're doubling Pope's wages. I mean, it, it sounds like they want to keep that 25-year-old. They want to yeah. make him the star man. For sure. But no, at least until the end of the season, I'd say, unless he makes some errors... I think you can feel safe in, in Pope starting. Um, and the next place I'd look um, is either for another defender, so in Lowton, who's only 4.4 millions, or in Goodmanson, who's their like, set-piece yeah. guy. So Very good midfielder. Yeah. A very good player, like very good to watch. And, and yeah, like you say, set-piece taker, so he's very, very likely to be one of the guys who gets the and most assists. assists. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, Chris Wood, 6.2 million. So, um, his last, Burnley's last game was on the 10th of March. Hmm. They now don't play again, what, Saturday, 31st of March? Yeah. Um, Wood did not travel with the New Zealand team to play Canada wherever they did that. He wasn't in the squad. Are you asking me? No, I'm telling you. Right, okay. He wasn't, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't do that. So he hasn't played a match in this yeah. time. So now one would hope that he is fully fit from his injury. Yeah. Will play the 90 minutes. Yeah. But even if he doesn't, it doesn't really seem to matter to him because he's played two 45-minute sessions. I believe that's what they call them. Sessions. And he scored in both. And he's, yeah, scored three goals and an assist across those Two forty-five minute slots. You can't argue with that over a ninety-minute period. I mean, that's Salah level, isn't it? Yeah, so, it literally is. And that's for a t- for a lowly old Burnley who don't score any goals. So he's their savior, to be honest. For the he is brilliant. Season. I think he's a risky pick purely because they do have. Uh, so Vokes uh, scored a couple of goals the other day for the for Wales as well. It was against China, who I don't think are particularly good at football. Right. But, you know, Vokes is, is getting the goals, Barnes is getting the goals. The thing about Burnley's attackers is it just seems Dyche can put any of them on at any time. If it's not working with one, he throws the other on and they mm. score. So I don't know. I feel like Wood is I, I the think man Wood to do is the, the goals. best player. Yeah. Um, I'm sad, like, I want Chris Wood in my team. Yeah. Like, that's, I already have Pope. So I won't be getting loads in just because that's how I believe things should be you done. You don't want two defenders. I can't really same. fit Goodmanson in anywhere. Yeah. But Wood is the player I'm trying my hardest to get in. Yeah. Once I've dealt with my Kane saga, yeah. which I'm still letting just simmer because I'm hoping someone else will deal with it, um, Wood is my like next go-to. I need this player in. Yeah. For these fixtures, like it makes... To me, it makes so much sense. Yeah. I might even captain him in the double. I think that's what you have to do sometimes. You just have to... Sounds cheesy, but you just have to follow your heart for, for these football games because that's it's kind of more fun that way. Uh-huh. But just kind of fair warning, you know, Wood is not 100% definitely going to start every game, but we do know that he's a good punt. Yeah, and I think even if he doesn't start, he like the way Dash has been playing him, it seems like he should play at least like 45 minutes every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And they have, you know, three... He does want him to get minutes. Yeah. I, I guess ultimately the biggest question is... 
is he only playing 45 because of fitness? Yeah. That, that could very well be the case, and maybe he will start the next game. Um, but no, he's definitely one to watch if you're looking for a, a, a sly little pick for that sort of game week 34, knowing that they have a fixture next week as well is, yeah. is uh, good value. But yeah, I personally, I've got three. I've got Pope and I've got Lowton and me. And it did me well last last the week, week 30. Last 30. Week 30, yeah. Um, but that is, you know, you're running a risk doing that. Yeah. I, I would recommend it purely because I like the look of those fixtures, but I also know... I'm going to lose clean sheet points and be quite frustrated yeah. at times. I so. think having two is absolutely fine. Like having yeah. Pope and another defender is fine. Yeah. But I'd then use that third slot yeah. for someone attacking because I think it's worth it in these fixtures. I feel you. I feel you. So should we move on to Arsenal? Yes. I'm very pleased to see them in here. Yeah. Four really strong fixtures. Um, Stoke at home, Southampton at home, Newcastle away and West Ham at home. Yeah. As you've mentioned numerous times, Arsenal... Play well at home. Yeah, so exactly. Luckily for them, that's what they've got on a plate. Um, so, yeah, even though there's no double, they play in all four weeks coming up and the fixtures are good. I think it's worth having two players from Arsenal. Yeah. The two I picked out are Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan. Yeah, I think that makes Naturally. absolute sense. I mean, that is kind of the, the what do you call it, like the template pick yeah. is these two because Mkhitaryan at 7.7, great value and has been since he's joined Arsenal, I think he's looked very, very good. Uh, he's In some games he's not been so good, but, you know, like the City game where we got absolutely annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have a different expectation when Arsenal are playing the runaway league leaders. Mm. So I, I think at that price, he is an incredible, incredibly good value. Yeah. Uh, especially with with his record, like he's what one goal, one assist in his last game, three assists in one game against Everton. If he can relinquish that form against these other fairly crap teams, yeah. Which I the only thing I would say is now Mark Hughes has gone to Southampton. I'm kind of fearful that he'll get he'll grind out a nasty one nil against us because well you never know, do you? But yeah, but no, I, I like the look of those fixtures. Definitely yeah. those two good shouts. There are some... I think Monreal's just gone back into training. I'm not convinced by any defence from the big teams apart from Liverpool. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, this what is a, the thing. What a, what a thing to say. Because I'm sure last season we would have been like, oh, yes, get defenders from any of these places. Yeah, I'm, apart I'm actually... from Liverpool. I'm actually very, uh, very convinced by Liverpool, especially at home. They, they concede so few shots and it, it's kind of... It's just quite pleasant to watch them being like, I know I'm probably gonna gonna walk away with some points here. Uh, one thing you did mention, they have no double game week in week thirty four, but they do actually have a fixture against Leicester to be rescheduled, which I imagine will likely be in week thirty seven. Again, we don't know that yet. They, because basically the way this works is it's all to do with TV. They want to get as many games on TV yeah. as possible. So it may end up being a weird thing where some games are in like week 36 or something. Uh-huh. But I, I'm not really sure how the numbers work out on that because I know there's another rule without getting too much into it. The Premier League basically gets fined if they broadcast games at the same time as Champions League games because UEFA. This is stupid. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a non-competition sort of thing. But right. but no, they have uh, Leicester that's likely to be... That's away from home. That's likely to be rescheduled for week 37. So if you did want to get some Arsenal players now, 
you may not get the week 34 uh, double, double, but, but you do get done. game week 35 and you do get game week 37. Yeah. So um, the other team they'll be playing is Burnley at home in that, that week. So just FYI. Um, yeah, I do think there's... Uh, I think there's only really Monreal as a sort of outside shout. He could get back into goal-scoring form with that double as well. It's quite enticing. And maybe... No, there's no one else. Is there? No. No one else. No. There's no one who represents good value for money like these two do. Yeah. Right, so Liverpool is next on the list. So, similar story with Arsenal. Like, don't play a double in game 44. Yeah. 34. So, there is no 44. But, yes. Every week. Good fixtures. Play every week. They are more away from home, though. So, Crystal Palace away, Everton away, Bournemouth at home, and West Brom away. But still... I mean, West Brom isn't really a fixture, is it? Because you just go and have a nice time, don't you? Oh, especially if you've got Mo Salah. That's going to be a yeah. rout. That looks like a, a triple captain. <laughs> You're smiling in okay. the creepiest way. <laughs> um, and then Bournemouth at home, then the Mo Salah derby. Yeah. be a nice time for everyone involved. Well, that's it. That Away from home there, but the Merseyside derby, I don't think... I think it matters where you are. I think there is a, an element of home advantage, but also it's going to be a fiery game, surely. Yeah. Like, it could, could be big scoring. So I would say, with all this in mind, it's worth keeping whichever three players you might have got in for the last game week. Hmm. Um, so obviously Salah is a given. If you're actually actively playing this game and you don't have Salah, then you've got some issues. <laughs> um, and then another attacking option I'd look at, either Firmino or Mane. Mm-hmm. The value here is you definitely have someone who has good fixtures and are playing in week thirty-five. Which, yeah. if you're gonna, if you're going to bring in some double players, it'll be good to have these guys knowing you've got a top team who are playing that week after. Yeah, and then um, a defender because defending is nice to do. Robertson. Yeah, and in my eyes, there's no. You can have Carius, I guess, but I think it's not. I think Carius is a good option as well. I think they're a better goal. Not better goalkeepers, but I think there are maybe more... Better value. Yeah. I don't know what word I want to use. I, I think... Like, cle- like, more clever goalkeepers to go for. Than yeah. Curious. I think if you're considering budget, I th- like, the, the two best sort of defensive players to get from Liverpool are Van Dijk for, for bonus points and potential goal threat, and Robertson, Robertson for seems, price. To me, Robertson seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I I, I do think there's going to be a point. I do think there's going to be a point where Van Dyke will get a big score. Sure. But we got you know you can't predict that. And if you're thinking, if you're thinking of the way Robertson plays, he does offer very good value in that he's only five point I think Van Dyke's up to like five point seven now, possibly even five point eight. That much? Are you sure? I don't think he's that much. I think he is. I checked this the other day. Oh, maybe maybe I can only sell him for five point five. Yeah. Oh, so he's five point seven. Bloody yeah. hell! He he's been rising pretty frequently since, well, since a time ago now. That's way too expensive. Okay, don't get yeah. him ever. Get Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have, if you don't already have him, I I wouldn't say he's worth five point seven compared to no, Robertson because Robertson, while Van Dyke has goal threat from corners, and I think he is very commanding, and it, he does. He does stand a, a good chance of getting bonus points. I also think Robertson could easily get an assist because his delivery is so good. And you never know, he might even have one of those like Serge Aurier goals where he crosses it and it just goes in the lands gun. in the net. Yeah. So yeah, 5.0, that's still cheap for a, for a top defender in a top team. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, I've only got two Liverpool guys at the moment, but I'm pretty happy happy with it. I mean, Salah's obviously yeah. brilliant. And that was because I think I had to get rid of Firmino in order to get Aubameyang. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at doing that. Yeah. Maybe. But no, I, I do think any of those players, like, a, a triple-up is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Palace? So, Palace is my, like, outside... There's a bit, yeah, there's a bit of an outside shout. Yeah, but I think it's intelligent. Okay. So, Palace also don't have a double in game of 34. Um, they play Liverpool this weekend, but after that, they play Bournemouth away, Brighton at home, and then Watford away. And I think those fixtures actually look quite good for Palace, who seem to have hit a bit of form, I would say. And I maybe wouldn't get more than two players hmm. from here and not in the same position. Yeah. But Milivojevic still has penalties following him around. Hmm. For 4.9 million, this man is guaranteed a goal every week because all Palace can do is get penalties. Well, that was it, wasn't it? The the Lursel versus Milivojevic <sighs> face-off. Like, there was only one man that was going to beat Lursel. And it's this man, Mr. Penalty... <laughs> what do you even call him? He's know, a I can't believe genius. I didn't, didn't put him in my team. Yeah. And I remember looking at it and being like, I don't have Milivojevic. Yeah, he's an, another one I didn't even really consider. I considered I had Zaha it. instead. Yeah, I, same. I considered it and thought, no, don't be silly, he won't get a penalty. But look, here we are. But like that, that was the thing. It's that, that sort of, like, gambler's fallacy, isn't it? And I, I do remember sort of thinking, well, the thing about Zaha is he never does it for consistent runs. It's always one game. And I was like, this will be the this one game. The game. <laughs> but, you know, you, you can be forgiven for that sort of thinking. But I do agree. This It's a good run of fixtures. Um, Van Aanholt also um, had two goals consecutively and then got the clean sheet in the last game. And a bonus point. And a bonus point. What a man. 5.1 currently. And also Tomkins and Sacco are like cheaper defensive options that yeah. I think might be good because they will play... When they are... When they are fit. Good to go. Well, I would like to say, on that note, I've had Sacco since about nine weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the few players on my free hit that I already had Bad. in my team. Um, and you've seen this upturn in fortunes. I don't think is any coincidence that it's when Zaha and Sacco have come back into the team. Yeah. Because Zaha, and you've probably seen this on, on Match of the Day or whatever, but Zaha, when he has the ball, he just runs. And he, he takes so much pressure off of the team. But Sacco is also a very, very good defender and fits. I think he's probably slightly better than the team he's at, to be honest, much like Zaha. And I think they're just so much more solid defensively. And if you consider they're coming up against Liverpool next, which is probably a game they're going to lose. And and after that, they've got Bournemouth, Brighton and Watford. And those are all fixtures against teams. I can see them keeping a clean sheet. So I think they're, especially at 4.6, I think they're a shrewd shout. Uh, Tompkins as well, 4.4 is majorly cheap. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do not disagree with you at all here. I think the only the only negative is that they don't have a double at any point this season. So that's why you shouldn't, shouldn't you go crazy on them. You can every single player in your Oh team yeah, absolutely. But that, yeah, it's, it's kind of like one or two max from these guys, I think. But I do, I do heartily. That's the thing. Sacco's 4.6. I bought him at 4.7. He's gone down. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing good. Aww. But, you know, he'll go up soon enough, I'm sure. All right. So now I believe we're going into the second tier yes. of teams. So these are teams that don't play in game week 35, 
but do have a double in 34. Okay. So I would advise, and I say I would advise, but also you said that you were doing this weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we would advise not to get more than one player from each of these teams, but one player, the player that you get is probably essential hmm. for this current period that we're looking at. Yeah. And- so you need one, but just one. From yeah, each team. the reasoning behind this is essentially, what do we have? We have one, two, three, three teams, is it? Yes. Yeah, okay. So then that's your bench for Game Week 35. Exactly, that's where I was going with this. So what you have is a scenario where you don't have to make a load of transfers to get people out in order to have a full playing team the next week. So you could, if you really wanted to, you could have four or five players for this particular week. And then you could make one transfer or two transfers when Game Week 35 comes around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ideal thing, I think if you look at the fixtures, it's all about who you think is going to get you points, not just over that week, but to the end of the season. And also players you might you might not worry about like transferring out or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you can, you can totally have some people riding on your bench. So Leicester is the first team on the list, I believe. Yes, so they have good fixtures for the next three game weeks. I would say at this point, Mares or Vardy are essential. Hmm. Not both, I think that's silly. No. But I think you need one of them. They play Brighton away, Newcastle at home, and then in the double, Burnley away, Southampton at home. Yeah. Yeah, for me, Mares actually... Another thing about Leicester, they do actually have two double game weeks. Okay. So that kind of increases the value of having yeah. one of these players even more. Um, I think Mares is the better shout. I mean, 8.9 for Mares and 8.8 for Vardy. Basically the same money. Yeah. Um, but I do think, looking at Mares's form this year, he just seems to be that little bit more influential. I guess. I mean, Vardy has been popping up with goals. So you, you've got a stat here. Five goals in the last seven weeks. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty as good. As well as the goal in the, the FA Cup. Yeah. Against Chelsea. Um, the, the thing about Mahrez, obviously he gets five points for a goal. Yeah. Um, and he does regularly assist Vardy as well. Yeah. I think the thing there as well is there's quite a lot. There's a few players fighting for those three spots you have for forwards. Yeah. Whereas with... Mares as a midfielder, there's a little bit more room to move. Exactly. Actually. Exactly. It, it's all about team composition here, isn't it? And we've said probably not best to double up. I mean, just if anyone was thinking it, just stay the hell away from Casper, Schmeichel or any defenders because... <laughs> I don't think anyone was thinking that, surely. Well, I, I saw the official FPL twi- Twitter today posting a video looking at goalkeepers who, are play- who have two double game weeks had Casper Schmeichel in there. I was like, oh. the hell are you doing, you crazy fools? Uh, yeah, they, they do not keep many clean sheets, but I, I do feel like Mares, yeah, you have that more, you have more wiggle room there because you've got five spots. Yeah. Um, but if you have a really stacked midfield, which it's not hard to do, to be honest, because no. there are so many, you know, if you're looking at Mkhitaryan, you're looking at maybe Hyungmin Son, uh, you're looking at... Salah. Salah, obviously. So that's that's one space you have to take out of the equation yeah. altogether because you're not going to get rid of him. Then, what, two more, yeah. um, trying to think of who the other players are now, who are good? Like a Sterling or a... The Sterling, Silver. yeah, City players. So, you have all of these, it can be hard to decide, but the two double game weeks thing is good. I think Mara's just edges it for me, but uh-huh. Vardy, if you can't fit him in, is, is still a, a commendable selection. Yep. 
Um, just for anyone who's curious, they also have two... I mean, it's likely to be game week 37, but two home games in the other double uh-huh. game week, Arsenal and West Ham. Does that matter a lot to Leicester? You know what? I can tell you, yes or no. Okay, good. I, I think they're just good at scoring goals sometimes. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I would say from recent memory, like Arsenal versus Leicester has been a high-scoring fixture as well. So that could be a good one to be, you know, having Arsenal and Leicester players in. Uh-huh. And so we move on to Manchester United. Yeah. Their fixtures are Swansea at home, then the Manchester Derby. An actual derby. And then the best double game week pairing of the lot, West Brom at home, Bournemouth away. Let's have it. Oh my God, yeah. My immediate thinking was Lukaku in for Kane, job done, captain in the double, everyone's a winner. Yeah. But then I decided that I'd quite like Aubameyang. And he has to go in that cane slot. Otherwise so this I'm is spending, a dilemma. Otherwise I'm spending about 10 years switching around all of my forwards in a right. time. <laughs> so, Lukaku, obvious replacement, two goals and two assists in the last three Premier League games and had a goal in the FA Cup game against Brighton as well. Hmm. Other than that, who are the choices for Man United? Because you need, one for, you need at least one for that double game week yeah. and I think that is your captain. Yeah, it's it's a really tough one actually because I think I would look at this as a good triple captaincy option if I wasn't so doubtful about Man United's attack, and it's it's not that I don't think they'll beat West Brom and Bournemouth, uh-huh, but you don't think it will be like it's just that I don't think they're going to be cricket scores. I think sure, it's kind of too obvious for for that to be the case. And yes, you do have you do have more chance, but I kind of want to see how Man United approach the game against Swansea. Right. And see how they do with that because, I'd, I mean, you're basically balancing how bad are West Brom versus how bad are Man United at creating uh-huh. chances, kind of thing. And I know I've been burned by that sort of like decision making process before, where I've I've tried to be too clever. Yeah. Uh, so may, maybe there is still a shout here, but the other Man United players to answer your question, De Gea is the obvious one. Uh, Five point nine is the issue there. If you don't already have him, he is quite expensive. But they're playing West Brom and they're playing Bournemouth. Like, yeah. two teams they could definitely keep clean sheets quite comfortably against. Yeah, I guess, actually, De Gea is really the only... Good, well, I guess you've got Smalling. So, and Valencia is really expensive, though. Yeah, so Jones is still dead, so... This is one I've been looking at and thinking... Uh, so I couldn't give you... I'm not a Man United fan, so I'm not, like, massive in on the details. But uh-huh. it looks like Smalling has started the last, I think, nine games and played 90 minutes. But obviously there have have been quite a few injuries in the side. Yeah. I think at 5.4, Smalling could be a good pick, providing the likes of Jones are still out and providing you're watching over the next few weeks and he's he's still starting. Uh, But Eric Bailly's back. If he can stay fit for more than a couple of games, then he's going to be the nailed-on centre-back starter, I think. Okay. He's the only one other than De Gea and Valencia. And Valencia is just 6.9. It's too much. That's so expensive. It's too much. He doesn't score as much as the likes of... Uh, I mean, even Alonso this year. Yeah. You've you've really had to pick your times for owning him. Yeah. And like I haven't looked back since getting rid of him. Like I, I rode the wave for a time and it was great and it was fun. But yeah. I'm so glad to have that money to invest elsewhere. Now. Sure. Smalling is possibly the one that represents the best value. But... This has to be caveated with 
is he still playing? Is he still mm-hmm. number one in there? If you don't want to risk anything and you want to have a defender, then it's De Gea or it's Bailly. Uh-huh. Outside of that, I really don't know what to say because I don't... I, Sanchez definitely isn't value. Sure. At his price. My issue is, like, who starts? And then when they start, who does goals and assists? Yeah. I, I mean, I think... Because then I looked at Matic because he got an assist and a yeah. goal in the FA Cup game against Brighton. Yeah. And I was like, eh, he hasn't done anything ever in the Premier League. It's not the kind of player he is. He... He picks up a lot of those assists where he just passes it sideways and then and someone goes and runs right. on and scores a goal. And those are the weird ones that you can't account for. I remember, I think it was either last season or earlier this season, like a lot of people had him and he kept picking up assists because he kept doing that where he'd pass it to someone and, and they'd, they'd go and go. score. And you can't really kind of legislate for those sorts of goals, but I think if we're talking about midfielders who could score for Man United it's Lingard, it's Martial. Uh-huh. Like, those are the two who are sort of within the range. But when you think about the alternative options, they're both quite hard sells because yeah. we saw Lingard and Martial, even in until Martial got injured, both of them were sort of rotating and uh-huh. they're trying to fit Sanchez in all the time. Sanchez was the only one who really seemed nailed on. So it's really hard to predict what Jose will do there going forward. I've still got Lingard because I haven't, been able to get rid of him because of I, I don't want to take a hit and I do yeah. you know he did still get me a goal in the last couple of weeks so I still believe in Lingard to an extent but I wouldn't yeah. be able to on a podcast be like yeah boys get Lingard in mm-hmm. although he is dropping in price quite significantly <laughs> so so he's affordable besides the defenders and Lukaku like Lukaku who's played literally every freaking minute this yeah. this season there's no one else I, I could recommend and it's quite hard to fit those defenders in with their prices. Yeah. And also, actually, something that I didn't mention, but they have been quite leaky at the back recently. So well, that's, that's, why, an, that's why I didn't look. That's another reason to keep an eye out for them. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm operating on the logic that those games are the sort of games Jose will find it easy to have a shutout in. But you don't know. You, can, you can't really predict it for sure. It's just those feel like... If they're on okay form going into them, yeah. they're fairly sound bets. Actually... Did you mention... I didn't mention they also have a second double game week, yeah. which, again, like Leicester, yeah. doubles the appeal. Yeah, I think that, for me, like to then have Lukaku for this double and the next double with Kane out, like as soon as I get rid of Kane this season, I'm not getting back, that's it, it's over. I need Dad. to spend that money elsewhere. Yeah. Like, I need that money to take elsewhere. Yeah. Um, mostly for Chris Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend more on Chris Wood. I was thinking about actually getting Chris Wood in first. Yeah. And then getting Lukaku in <laughs> afterwards. Like, so my transfer would literally be Kane to Wood and then... It'd Which be, is a fantastic transfer. To be fair, they've Burnley face West Brom next. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It's silly not to, isn't it? Uh, And I think, you know, Man United have Swansea, but Swansea are quite good. But then I'm getting Lukaku in for... Man City, Manchester Derby, yeah. Or unless I don't, unless I do something else in the meantime in that game and then just get Lukaku for the double, I don't know. I mean, I genuinely think you can do whatever, you know, do whatever. Um, but no, they, they do have another double game week and they're both away games in the, the second double game week. It, well, we're assuming, yeah. again, that this will be in 37, but it's still to be confirmed. It'll be Brighton away and West Ham away. 
Chelsea are another one. Obviously, they played Leicester recently in the FA Cup and walked away with a 2 1 win. They did. Not um, bad. No. I don't know where to start, actually. Now you've mentioned that, hmm. we'll mention Morata. Okay. <laughs> this has got to be a popular. <laughs> well, finally got a goal again. Yeah. His first goal of the year, was it? I think it is, yeah. So there we go in that FA Cup. Go against Leicester. I, I like your wording here. As differential as you can get. He is. I think that's that's the only reason you would get Morata at this point. My feelings anyway towards Chelsea are to hold off... They play Spurs this game week. Yeah. So to hold off then because who can be bothered with the hassle of it, to be honest. Yeah. But then for 33 and 34, they play West Ham at home in 33 and then their double in 34 is Southampton away, Burnley away. Yeah. She doesn't look bad at all. My one place where you, I think you should extremely avoid, with extreme avoidance, yeah. is defensively. Chelsea haven't kept clean sheets since mid-February. They've played like five games since then. And the games, the last two games they kept clean sheets in yeah. were West Brom and Hull, both at home. But Southampton and Burnley in the double... What and so what? So who are you gonna get? So you're gonna get Alonso back? See that's the problem, they're too expensive. And Christensen's like dead again. Yeah, he's I can't I can't go back to Christensen, not now. I just I don't think I personally will not be getting any Chelsea players for this period. I th- I think they are a good fairly risky it feels weird calling Chelsea playing Southampton and Burnley a risky sort of defensive pick. But they are if you're if you're willing to go for something a little bit outlandish, knowing that you're gonna spend because Alonso in this week, for example, if he gets a goal and they get two clean sheets, like he looks like a masterstroke. Didn't Chelsea? I mean, sorry, didn't Burnley beat Chelsea? Like, they did. Three two. I think it was the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd be quaking in my boots if I were Chelsea. Yeah, it's it's really tough. To I'm, go to Turf Moor. Yeah, what I would say about Chelsea is that they have been Jekyll and Hyde this season. They've been brilliant at times, and then they've been awful. Yeah. And they've been hammered by... Who is it? They got beaten 3-1, three, three, was it, or 3-0 by Bournemouth. Bournemouth, the team who doesn't keep clean sheets, beat them 3-0. Yeah. It's so hard to recommend them from a logical standpoint, yeah. but then we're not playing a game of logic, necessarily. No. Like, that's that's why... These are a perfect example of pick one. Yeah. And that's your one. Yeah. And do not overcommit on Chelsea because it is a risk. So my other suggestion here is Willian, who seems to still be playing, having a go in the team. Um, two goals in the last three game weeks. Seven point one. Yeah. Is the. I think the he's the best pick purely because he's the lowest risk. Like cheap for a midfielder. Yeah. Cheap for a top uh, a midfielder in a top team. You're not gonna be like, oh god, I've lost my clean sheet points if if they yeah. concede. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and his form has been brilliant. He's been their outstanding. I think he's been their player of certainly this half of the season. So. Yeah. He is one I'm gonna be looking at when it comes to double game week time, for sure. Yes, I've noted. Your likely game week thirty seven double for Chelsea is Newcastle away and Huddersfield at home. Yeah. Which to me actually sounds far more appealing. Yeah, than that's any opportunity, of this. isn't it? Yeah, so I think I'd. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to hold off on a Chelsea player full stop for these 
for game weeks. Mm. But then looking forward to right at the end of the season, that looks more appealing. That does. And I think like any, you know, like any run of fixtures, you'll have a bit more information on like how Chelsea are playing at that point. Yeah. I do think Southampton and Burnley, we know Burnley are great at, at home. Yeah. But also Southampton, I don't really know what to expect from them yet because Hughes has only had one game. And he won it. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, they didn't play convincingly. But I, I kind of... I don't want to approach it like they're still under Pellegrino because I think Southampton might surprise a few people. All right, this this is this is going to be a quick section, I imagine. Yeah, I think there... <laughs> yes. So this is just a brief section of stick and then twist. So the two teams here, Bournemouth and Brighton. Bournemouth are here because if you stacked up on players in for game week 31 and not on a free hit yeah. you might have some still left over I would say don't rush to get rid of them because Bournemouth's next two fixtures are Watford away and then Crystal Palace at home and although I wouldn't believe in Bournemouth to definitely win those two fixtures hmm. I think a goal or two is likely so your attacking if you have any attacking players left over from the last game week in your team I wouldn't rush to get rid. What if you had a defensive player like... Well, is Smith injured? I think, I think he Smith came off injured, injured, didn't yeah. he? But Daniels... But if you have Daniels, for yeah, example... Yeah, I'd still keep. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it just... It's about what you're doing with your own team and yeah. how what where you're moving them to if you want to keep them for later in the season. The problem for Bournemouth is the double game week where they have <laughs> Liverpool away and Manchester United at home. Like... You're likely to come out with zero points yeah. from that. From a, you know what that that's one that feels like one of those random Egyptian teams that's just been made for that game week has three Burnley players and somehow finishes on seven hundred points. Yeah, because <laughs> because they've triple captained a Burnley player. Uh, sorry, a Bournemouth player. Yeah. Um, but there were there is no logic in the world that would tell you it's a good idea to go for any more than zero Bournemouth players in a week where they face Liverpool and Man United. Yeah, I'd agree. So, no, I, I don't like that one bit. Stanislas is the one I, I would actually say, if I had him, I would be, like, considering keeping him. Yeah. Because I do think he can get a goal. He is a very, very good player. He can get a goal against and these And I'm not teams. saying keep them forever. I'm just yeah. saying keep them for the next two game weeks. Yeah. And then... Don't, you don't have to hold on to them. You don't. Uh... You can. <laughs> yeah. And then the other team, Brighton. Yeah. <sighs> Brighton. Watching, you didn't see, did you see any of the FA Cup game against Man United? Yeah, so I oh, did see the, the I saw the highlights. I honestly cannot remember that far back okay. now though. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I watched the full game. Yeah. And it was so, so upsetting that Brighton didn't manage a goal. And it was a bit like the Chelsea game that they played over the season where they lost 4-0. Yeah. It was a bit like that, but nowhere near as bad. Yeah. In that their chances were so good, they kept like I don't I didn't write obviously I didn't write it down. Yeah. But um, they had like twelve, fifteen shots, like eight or seven on target. Yeah. Man United pretty much only had these two shots on target. Yeah. And that was it. Well, that's actually not too surprising because that fits with most of how Man United have been playing this yeah. season. They weren't United weren't good. Yeah. They just happened to have the ball and. The right, like right place, right time. Essentially, they were clinical and they faced a lot of shots. And on another day, they could have lost three two. Yeah, um, but Brighton played really, really well. Yeah, and it was 
frustrating to see them not even get a goal from it. But that is ultimately, you're just coming up, you know, players who have a wage bill of like a billion dollars versus lowly old Brighton, isn't yeah. it? Like that is the difference. Um, unless you blame Murray, obviously, rolling in it. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he hasn't paid any tax. Yeah. Um, but I don't think their upcoming fixtures are actually that terrible um, at all. So they have left Leicester this game week yeah. um, at home. Huddersfield at home in the week after that, which I think looks really good for Brighton. Two home fixtures and against, yeah, Huddersfield who have, I don't want to say strugglers, but fellow sort of yeah, relegation um, area. Like, for me, where you're looking at those kind of teams, when the home advantage seems so much more important, palpable, especially for a team like Brighton who have been home, uh, have been home, have been good at home for <laughs> yeah, the majority of the season. For sure. Um, and then they do play in the double, but it's Crystal Palace away and Spurs at home. The Crystal Palace away game, I'd like to point out, is not. A derby of any sort. <laughs> I don't understand why people are even considering oh, it to be a just derby. Just because one is at one end of one motorway and yeah. one is at the other. It doesn't make it the it's, M23 it's derby. Works, it's guys, not stop. real. But still, I think that Crystal Palace fixture isn't bad for Brighton at all. And then to play Spurs at home, like I believe wholeheartedly in Brighton at home. I think that Chelsea game was an anomaly... But at home, I think they're good. I could definitely... I could back someone like Matt Ryan as a punt here. Or even someone like Ithguiedo. So, I'm not saying that you should get any players in. Mm. Not immediately for this week. But but I think if you have any players in your team floating around... Hold on to them. Yeah, if you still have Gross, for example, I don't think it's worth getting rid of them. I do think there's a case for game week 33... Before yeah. the double game week. Huddersfield at home, Palace away, I'd probably Tottenham. even, like, play in the double. I'd probably... I'd still put... I'd probably still play Dunk. If he's yeah. still on my team, when the double comes around, I will still play. I, I would consider bringing in uh, Matt Ryan for, for this. Because I was doing some drafts of my team. We'll, we'll, if we have time, we'll look at it briefly at the end. But I was doing some drafts and I couldn't fit in a United defender or a United keeper for uh-huh. the, the double game week. But if I can get Matt Ryan for 4.5, yeah, although it's not something where I'd expect, oh yeah, Crystal Palace away, Tottenham at home, they're going to win these games or they're going to keep clean sheets. As one of the punts in a a double game week team, I think Ryan at 4.5 could be a good shout. Yeah, I don't think you're right. If, if the midfield options weren't so good, if Cuero would be in there for me as Mm -hmm. well, but I just think... There are too many good midfield options to consider at this time. I'd agree. Yeah. So, these teams, I can't remember how many I have, three, I think. Yeah. Um, teams that you would maybe typically look at, but where I don't think for this period, for these four games, I don't think particularly there's a lot of value in these teams. Hmm. So, the teams we're looking at here are Man City, Everton, and Spurs. Yeah. If you have players from them, I don't think you should be rushing to get rid. But I definitely don't think you should be getting any in for the next four game weeks. Yeah. Um, but there there are players here to keep an eye on and just see how the teams work out. Yeah. So, Man City, Pep's wheel of rotation is back out. <laughs> it's in, looming. In prep for uh, the in good prep old for Pep. Uh, Champions League, which is... 
they Man City face Liverpool next week. Oh damn! Is so it's it like that April the fourth, I think. Yeah, seventh. Oh six, wow! Seven. I can't remember, but it's after the Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, is when that game is. So God knows what we'll see this weekend. Yeah, so we've got Everton away this weekend for them. Yes, so Man City have Everton away this weekend, as you just said. I don't know why I repeated that. Um, and then game after is Man United at home, then Spurs away, and then Swansea at home. Yeah. So no double here, and also not the nicest looking fixtures. Yeah, Man I appreciate... United and Spurs back to back. Yeah, and I appreciate that it's Man City. But when you've got Man United and Spurs, as well as your Champions League against Liverpool... And then if you get through the Champions League, I don't know when the next Champions League is, but like yeah. to me, this is starting to phrase some flags. I think keep an eye on was a very good way to phrase this Thank because you. that is kind of what you need to do as City. I mean, I have three City players at the moment. I have David Silva, yeah. I have Sane, and I have Gundogan. I'm still waiting for that goal. <laughs> it's going to come. He's going to score against Liverpool in the Champions League. Undoubtedly. He's going to do it again. But... Um, yeah, I think Man United and Spurs back-to-back is the real red flag there, isn't it? And for me, I'll probably keep them because yeah. I've kind of committed to them. I'd, we'll see what happens with Silva because he recently left uh, the Spain training camp for personal reasons. We'll see what happens there. But I, I do think that's the right way to look at it. It's not, this is not the moment where it's not. like, cool, I need to get loads of City boys. Yeah. Um, although you could, if you're an optimistic kind of person, you could look at it through the lens that... Well, they've only got to win a few more games. I think it's... Is it four more games after win? I think it's win? three. Might be three now, yeah. They only have to win a few more games anyway to, to wrap up the league. Yeah. So you could look at it as, oh, they're going to really go for grope here. Well, that... Or go for broke, not grope. <laughs> That'd be really That was weird. a strange <laughs> turn of phrase. Um, yes, but, and then once that's over, there are more problems with, well, then who plays? Because surely... They put out a full-strength team, like the best possible team yeah. in the Champions League. Yeah, I, I would argue... the rest of these fixtures to whoever else is left behind. I would argue that the time that City are most appealing is when they've wrapped the league up, because then you've got all the cheap boys coming in. You've got the Gabriel Jesus, you've got the, the Bernardo Silvers, oh, you you've got Jesus the Phil Fodens. Jesus is cheap. Oh, he's cheap. He's cheap for a for a Man City forward. I guess. And they do actually have a likely game week thirty seven double. double. So, uh, Huddersfield is a game. Sorry, Brighton is a game that's yet to be rescheduled. That's at home, and it should be paired with Huddersfield at home. So those are two. Yeah. Freaking great, great fixtures for those boys. Yeah, so I'd keep an eye out here for the time being. Yeah. But well, sorry, Gundogan is another one that I think will benefit from that in, in terms of rotation because yeah. he's very cheap, but he'll be replacing the likes of David Silva uh-huh. and Kevin De Bruyne. And if you can have Gundogan in a more advanced position, he's, he's a very good mm. attacking player, but I think he's been playing more of a defensive role while, while Silva and De Bruyne have been in the team. Uh-huh. Next one is Everton whose next two fixtures are Man City at home and Liverpool at home. But then they have Swansea and Newcastle. Yeah. So, I, at this point, still owning Jordan Pickford, would not recommend any Everton players. <laughs> but I would keep an eye on Cenk Tosin at 6.8. Um, four goals in the last four Premier League game weeks. Yeah. And that's undeniable. He's starting to look good. Content. So I'd watch how he does 
for 33 onwards. I'd say perhaps a notable thing about Jenk as well is that he's been scoring away from home, which has been the, the, the big struggle for Everton is yeah. getting a performance away from home. And if he can do that, I think he does look like a promising, uh, promising player to have. But as you say, Man City and Liverpool in the next two, now is not the time to be... No. Is a good time to assess them. Exactly. Uh, no, I'll move swiftly on from them. Okay. <laughs> uh, Spurs. I was actually kind of surprised to see them in here, but actually uh, looking at the fixtures, I can I can see why. This is it. Um, in the last podcast, I was very adamant that you gave me an answer about whether Son was essential or not. Yeah. And then I looked, sat back and looked at these fixtures and I thought, no. Yeah. Son is not essential. I remember being really indecisive at the time, yeah. kind of saying, no, he's not. And then being like... Oh, maybe he is. Yeah, so, Sorry. Um, I'm gonna just going to read what I've written because I can't remember. <laughs> I'm struggling to be convinced by these fixtures, hmm. especially because only one of them is at home. Um, and I guess that's more... where, where <laughs> And there's a Man City fixture as yes. well, which is nasty. Exactly. So I guess that's more where Son is concerned, apart from he did score in that away fixture just now. I, I do think we can put that to bed now, yeah. I, I think he's shown he can do it. He can score wherever he <laughs> likes. Um, but yeah, I think with the midfielders that we've already discussed, I don't think Son is an important option here. Hmm. I don't know how much he is, actually. I didn't write it down. He might have gone up again, but I think he was around 8.3. Okay, so it's still not overly expensive. Yeah, he's 8.3. Um, yeah, it's still the thing that makes Son appealing is he's in that very nice mid range yeah. of, of midfielders. So you can actually quite comfortably have sort of five players in and around this this sort of price if your your team composition is right. But as you say, the fixtures coming up, two away from home back to back, Chelsea and Stoke. We don't really know <laughs> what to expect from Stoke. I mean Stoke is the one here that looks like, oh yeah. A good That's opportunity. A good fixture, yeah. But between uh, either side of that, they have Chelsea and they have Man City, so it's kind of hard to recommend. Yeah. I mean, they do. To be fair, it is a double game week. It's Man City at home and Brighton away. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. If I think Harry Kane would be the one, I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm not getting rid of him yeah. because he's Harry Kane, but I'm a little bit more happy to go without any Spurs players for this run. And go for someone else for the double game week. 100%. And I think Mahrez is a better option. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. I was very surprised to see Ericsson with two goals in the FA Cup game against Swansea. Yeah. I thought that was very surprising. I don't know where he's been this season, but it hasn't been in the back of the goal. So I don't <laughs> know where these have come from. Oh, I do have some insight for is this. Is this Lamella's impact? I don't think it's Lamella's impact. Okay. I think it's probably more down to Swansea's slightly defeatist approach to the FA Cup. But why Ericsson then? So the thing about Ericsson is he's one of those players, he's not particularly fast, he's not dynamic. Right. But he's very good when he's good got the ball at the, the feet. Ball. And and when you're giving him lots and lots of time to operate in, in the spaces that he right. likes, he can really he can really control a game and right. That's kind of what Swansea did in this match. They they played the sort of sit back tactics, but they just gave but didn't do gave Ericsson way that. too much space. And okay. Oh, and the other thing I had here 
was that you've noted their likely double game week in 37. Yes. This is it. This is like whoever I said before. Was it Chelsea? Um, who have the good yeah. later. Yeah. It's quite similar. It's a West Brom away and Newcastle at home. See, this is making me think now that I wildcard into game week 37. Yeah. That's what seems legit for yeah. me right now. I, I think there's a strong shout for saving your wildcard until after game week 34. Which is mad... Saving your wild card for two games before, like two game weeks before the end of the season. It is. Sounds, it's it's it all is. about maximising, isn't think, it? I'm not going to use it. I mean, I said this about my freed hit yeah. about four weeks ago. I was like, I'm never going to use it. Yeah. And here I am. So I feel kind of like that. Free hit this. user. Uh, yeah. So I guess the way to look at it, the way to assess this sort of situation, right, is... What can your world card do for you now versus what it can do for you after the, the, the double game week? First double game week. And I'm looking at it as my team already, I have I have three Burnley players. So yeah. I already have three double game week players. I also have Lukaku, who in my opinion is probably the best double game week player to have. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. Uh, do I have any more? I can't even remember who else is in it. I have... An Arsenal player who's got got the later the later double game week. I'll probably look at getting Mares some point in the next two weeks. And I just like my team. I, I feel like yeah. I can get some points out of the next few weeks. So if you're in a situation where you really want to make up points and you really want to get rid of a lot of the players in your team, yeah, it makes total sense. But for me, I'm like I want to maximize. I I could potentially look at getting loads of game week thirty four players in. I mean, I'd have to take a few hits, but I could yeah. do that and then wild card the week after. But it's all, yeah. it's all tough because you're juggling prices as well. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it, personally. Yeah, I, I, I do think, though, what I would say is Game Week 37 looks like the one where there's more opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And the only thing we that makes it kind of a hard strategy to, to devise is a, what about rotation? Like, that looks like the bench boost week, but it also is the week where you think there's going to be the most rotation. Yeah, but then maybe by then... But maybe by then we'll know what the teams are. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the risk you're taking. And if you're going to wildcard into it, then it's it's a bit safer. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So I do think there's potentially value in saving it. And I I think it's likely that that's going to be what I'm doing. Because I don't feel like I'm missing out on big points right now. No. And I do want to have a lot of players playing in week 35. Uh Okay, my final section I'm going to make really quick are just teams to avoid. It's pretty much every team that we haven't mentioned. I mean, it is. It's every team. Funnily enough. It's every team we haven't mentioned. But I'm going to give you a a short spin on why to avoid these these teams or players from these teams. Yeah. So Huddersfield, the fixtures do look all right, but um, they only play three games across the next four game weeks. Yeah. So where some where so they're not in thirty five. No, they're not in thirty five, and they don't have a double. Oh yeah. Um, Swansea, I put in here because they play both Manchester's. Yeah. Inside that Manchester. They do play a Brommers. Inside the Manchester sandwiches, West Brom and Everton. The Manchester sandwich. <laughs> it's true. It's true. well. To me, that doesn't look good, especially with Jordan Ayew out. I'm pretty uninterested. Disinterested. I'm not interested. Okay. In I will this. caveat that with... So they do have a double game week coming up in, in 37. Again, uh-huh. TBC. Yeah. So don't take my word for it. But if if that does come to fruition, it will be Bournemouth away and Southampton at home. 
These are two fixtures that look very good. But Jordan and I use back then. So this is and my Jordan and I use back this then. This is my beef. So I have Mawson still, which is kind of fine, who I will play against West yeah. Brom. But not having Jordan and I against West Brom is like, well, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in football? Yeah. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. I, but I do think that's a good that's a good fixture for your defenders. If yeah. you have Fabianski or if you have, so what I'd how I'd assess these guys is basically. Where is your team at? Do you have a Swansea player already? Could yeah. you bring a Swansea player in thinking ahead to, to game week 37 and you can play them in this this middle bit, mm-hmm. play them against West Brom yeah. and if needed, play them against Everton, but if not, bench them. If you have that sort of situation where you, you can afford to bench them, yeah. then they're actually worth getting. That's but... it. Like, I was just going to sit Jornay on the bench. Yeah. And I have no problem in doing that. Yeah. It's now that I want wood so much. That, <laughs> yeah. That I can't... Oh, that's, that's fine. You... I can't really... Newcastle, um, okay form, but really like awful fixtures. So play Huddersfield at home in this game week, hmm. but then after that, Leicester away, Arsenal at home, and then Everton away. Yeah. Like, it's just not worth the hassle, I think, there. Yeah. Um, And then their TBC fixture is against Spurs. Oh, yeah, wait. so it'll be Watford and Spurs if that goes into week 37. But Which doesn't look nice. It's Newcastle aren't high-scoring enough or defensively <laughs> resolute enough to, to recommend at the moment. Um, In a similar kind of uh, vein, Southampton, regardless of how good Mark Hughes is... These fixtures aren't pretty. Um, so West Ham away this weekend, which is fine. But then Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, and Leicester away, Chelsea, Ooh, Leicester in the double. Nasty. But like, it's not nice. And I don't... And I think for that reason, <laughs> regardless nice. of how well Hughes does here, it's still not worth picking players from. Yeah, he's got... A, I mean, I would like to shout out Cedric for his first goal ever in Southampton Colours. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, which is thing. amazing. I do like Cedric I think he's a good player but it's amazing that to me that he's never he's never scored that coupled with Gabbiadini missing a penalty what a legend excellent <laughs> excellent content from South and they still beat the team that knocked a Man City out of the FA Cup well, amazingly it's a wild thing the cup Ugh. Uh, Stoke uh, these fixtures are dubious and I'm uncertain about the status of Shakiri, which isn't a position anyone wants to be in, to be quite honest, is it? What is the status of Stoke? Are they good or are they bad? I don't know. Or are they okay? Without Shakiri, they they're not worth looking at. Yeah. And I don't know how injured he is. Honestly, I think that's all we have to say about that. Arsenal and Tottenham next. Ugh. Yeah. And then Ugh. West Ham and then Burnley. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, bye. Not Stoke. having it. Um, West Brom, uh, can we not just... How did they them? even get in here? Can we not just relegate no, them already? relegate them. <laughs> and West Ham... Fine. Yeah, and it'll probably be Man United and Leicester in the double game week, so no, we don't really want that. No. Ugh. So that's... Oh, that was that was a lot to get through. Right, Should I we do a quick little, uh, quick little pre-preview? Yeah, of this, with this week. I'll tell you, have, after having a brief look at these fixtures, Yeah. I'll tell you what my situation is. I've got no idea who to captain. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that yet. Wait, no, I had, because I've already put on Aubameyang. Okay, <laughs> which I think is is where to go this game week. Yeah. So the mid midday, what is this? Lunchtime kickoff. Saturday's lunchtime kickoff is Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. So we can't captain any, any Liverpool players. And also, as you mentioned, Crystal Palace like to... Oh, no, it's the only... That was at Anfield, though, yeah. 
And so this he, is a this is at home here, so who knows what could happen? Palace at home against Liverpool. I really don't know. I I do expect Liverpool to get a win, but I mean you I'm, would. But I think I uh, am I playing Sacco? Let me just check quickly. Uh, no, I'm not playing Sacco. So I've past me <laughs> has decided that Liverpool, Liverpool will win. Do some goals. And I am playing Van Dijk. Well, good for you. Hmm. Um, so that's a situation. Liverpool will win, but it's a situation where I wouldn't captain. If you're a risk taker and you like suffering through the rest of the weekend, no. then captain Salah. Not at all. Um, then Brighton Leicester. I may be looking at Amaro's captain. Oh really? And I obviously even taking into account Hutton's home form. Yeah. Oof. I'm, I'm thinking about it. If, however, I did have a Man United player. Yeah. I'd be thinking about Man United at home against Swansea. So yeah, yeah, I brought Lukaku in this week. When I say this week, I mean last weekend. Yeah, for this game. When I was chilling. Um, And I did, yeah. I initially had it on Lukaku, but I'm like, I don't know, Lukaku loves a six-pointer, doesn't he? Whereas Aubameyang, at home, I like it. Maybe two goals. And Aubameyang gets bonus points for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm always respectful of a man who gets bonus points, whereas Lukaku hates them. Um, but also, you know, this is Saturday, three o'clock. I don't yeah. want my captain playing that early. So we've got some other dud fixtures here. Newcastle versus Huddersfield, Watford versus Bournemouth and West Ham versus Southampton. Um, the other fixture to watch amongst these three o'clocks is West Brom versus Burnley. Yes. So we'd hope for a nice little time of it with Burnley here. This right? is one of them weeks I got three Burnley defenders for. <laughs> like, I'm riding my luck here. Now you've said it, I can't not get Woody for this week, can <laughs> yeah. I? Yeah, it's it's a very appetising fixture, right? And I mean, you can sometimes dumb it down a bit too much and be like, oh, they're the worst team in the league, they're obviously going to get battered. Yeah. But it's, West Brom have shown me nothing to indicate that they have any heart left. Um, and I'm a bit nervous by my front, by my forwards being Firmino and Wood. Yeah. And then the rest of my team behind it. That is actually a pretty hilarious, hilarious lineup that will probably end up being excellent somehow. <laughs> I can only hope. Um, I think I'm going to go with it because why not? Like I'm at a bit uh, with my personally. I'm at a stage now where I'm like, it's okay. Fantasy is a joke. I'm never gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm never, so high. This yeah, all sucks. That's it. I'm never gonna score this high ever again. I don't think it really matters how well or bad I do. I I no, see. This is this is what I like. It's not about making conservative picks, which I think is the 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 usual way that people play yeah. is. Oh, I'm gonna get the most boring like conservative pick, but you're you're just yoloing it, and it's. I think I probably will get Lukaku. You're, you're like, I'll bottle it. I'll bottle it. Yeah. I'll get Lukaku. And it'll be fine because I still want him going forward. I think but... they're both good options. The, the The question here is, over the next two weeks, who do you want more? Because Burnley have West Brom and then they face what? Watford. Whereas Lukaku has City next week. Yeah, you're right. So I think there's a good case here for Wood. I think there's a strong case and then just and then do something else in the middle and then get Lukaku in for the yeah. double yeah I like it I like it a lot mm. okay you I'll never know but yeah definitely consider it but uh, yeah this this looks like a good one for my uh, might even make it my clean sheet cut pick you know lovely but to be fair West, West Brom have been scoring a goal a game well, it's just the they problem. lose every time and, I, and shout out to you because you did say about Rondon yeah 
um, when we were talking about the blank game week the other week, you were like, well, Rondon's the only one you'd really get, wouldn't you? And I was yeah. like, no, don't be stupid. Yeah. Obviously, you'd get Brun. Yeah, obviously. And so, then, there we go. Uh, Ron, Ron Donny Ron. Ronnie Ron Don. With racist Rodriguez. <laughs> but no, I also didn't get any West Brom players because no. who would? Who exactly. Would? Um, and then the 5.30 is Everton versus Man City. Yeah. Which I'm quite intrigued by because I feel like I haven't seen Man City play football for ages. It does feel like a while, doesn't it? Um, it was that mon- They were the Monday game before, weren't they? Yeah. And it's two think. goals. I can't remember who scored. It was David Silva. Yeah. It was Sterling when I, I brought David Silva and Sané in. Yeah. And I was like, mm, which, which one, one should one I captain? captain? Yeah, so I'm quite, <laughs> quite intrigued by this one. Um, more just to see how Man City play and how they line up, I think. Yeah, I think that's probably the most exciting thing about this, isn't it? It's like... Who will be there? Um, and then Sunday games are Arsenal Stoke and Chelsea Spurs. Mm. So I think you're right in captaining an Arsenal player here. But to me, that seems... They seem the most obvious captain pick. Yeah. This game week. To, to me, it's... It's Aubameyang. Pardon me. Uh, it's Aubameyang or it's Lukaku. Like, those are the two obvious picks in, to my mind. I do, obviously, Salah, I, I think he's always an obvious pick just because of how good he is. I just think it's boring. It is boring. It's absolutely boring. But also, the fact that they're away from home is... Um, and shout out to the gaffer tapes for this. They always talk about the home captain. And I think there's something to that. Yeah. And I think Crystal Palace are good defensively, generally. Yeah. And yeah, I no, think... that's exactly it. And with Sacco back, you know, I, I totally back them to, uh, to do well in that game. Good. Yeah. Good chat. Um, so do you want to pick your clean sheet cup, lad? So my clean sheet cup, I'm going straight in there for the Burnley boys. Do you want an update boys. on the scores for clean yeah, sheet actually, cup? Yeah, actually, let's do that first. Because I am on 14 points, but you have caught Reet up with 12. Good old I Liverpool. haven't picked a right one in seven game weeks. Oh, wow. So. What is my record like over the last seven? Um, five. Five out of seven? Four. Four out of seven. Don't know. Yeah, four out of seven. <laughs> Don't go any lower. That's not bad. So I've got one out of seven. I've so really I've turned it around this season. Yeah, you have. Well, you have, but you have had the advantage of going first this whole time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So with the Liverpool still... one, for example. But my second one would have been Palace because they were well, the team I So I would have got a point there at least. No, um, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I- I'm gonna go Burnley. Okay. I have jinxed it now. I have officially jinxed it. Look, the time they kept their clean sheet was the time I didn't. Back them. Didn't back them, yeah. We'll see. Um, I might go Man United, actually. Man United at home to Swansea, mm. clean sheet. Okay. Because Swansea haven't scored a goal since I got sent off. Oh, really? Well, they didn't score in that game. It was 0-0. Yeah. Despite... Is it only the two games? It, yeah. It'd be that game, yeah. So. And they That's didn't fair. score in... Didn't score in the yeah, FA Cup. Up, so. I do wonder if there's a case for a, a nil-nil here, but actually I, I'm not too sure. I'm not willing to back a nil-nil just yet. Wait until you're ahead and then... Yeah, yeah, because that's what I was doing earlier in the season. I kept trying to be fancy. It's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Just go for the... I mean, I pulled it off once, didn't I? Yeah, but, uh... and it feels great when you do. 
but you know it's never uh that i believe that brings us to a close on the old analysis podcast yes um this week on twitter i'm gonna do a nice little visual of my prospective dream team for the next four weeks okay which kind of just visual is a visual representation of what we've spoken about on this episode i'm gonna make a graphic and it's gonna be really good and maybe i'll upload it before the start of the game week that would be great if you could do wouldn't that wouldn't it be good we get some we get some content we've for got the friday old... off so in oh yeah good friday that's it that's will fantastic. be a you good know friday. what it will be a good friday and then it'll be a good birthday the day after that for Ooh. me. Ooh, yeah, birthday. I'm Dan, so hyped. Dan turns 55 years old. I will be week. 55. And I'm so hyped that the football comes back on my birthday. Yes. That is a blessing. Because it feels like it's been a long wait, but it really, it's just been one one weekend. Yes. That's all, all it has been. Uh, but yeah, you can, of course, contact us on Twitter. Yes. Where Natalie will be posting... A thing. A thing. Yes, at the Denalysis on Twitter. I don't think we've really done much tweeting recently. There hasn't been much to tweet about, has there? I can't see... You've only um, got 43 followers at the moment, so... Because I rage quit that time, um, I can't really see anything on our Twitter, but it's good. Follow us there. You could also email us at hello at the Denalysis. Dot com. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's where you can email us. Yep. Also, you can rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on other places too. But um, it's good on Apple. Everyone has an iPhone, don't they? Apart from the people that don't. Dan's mad. Shut up, helicopter, aircraft. aircraft. Uh, Yeah, no, I... I, what, What do I love? You just when people rate us, I do. I do love that. iPhones. Everyone As, has an iPhone. Yeah. Apart yeah. Everyone has iPhones apart from people who have Androids. But you can still, you can still get the iTunes, the Apple on that. You know, you can you. I assume so. You must be able to download iTunes, right? No, you... not an Android. Come on, nah, you gotta be kidding me. No, that's the whole point that... of iPhones. Can you not use iTunes on it? No. I feel like they'd love that. They'd, love, they'd be like, oh, these Android... You know what? I haven't had an Android for a long time, so I guess I've that's never had a lot an about me. I've got something to Google after this podcast, at oh, least. How fascinating. I'm going to learn everyone. all about it. So, actually, if you know the answer to this and you want to berate us for being it, berate me specifically for being mm. an idiot, feel free okay. to hello at thedumbasses.com. But also, while you're doing it, rate this podcast and yes. rate it highly. Yeah. Yeah, so best of luck for... Game the upcoming week, week for game week. Game week 32. Do, do it good. make the right transfers, get all the points. That's all you got to do, guys. It's really simple. So if you do that, let me know. Ping me in the inbox. Tell me how great you've done. <laughs> ping box. The <laughs> ping box. Right. Au revoir, lovely listeners. Bye.